When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. <laughs> You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. You throw down a deposit, you get up to a thousand in free plays. All right. Now joined by the one and only, the only source you really need for Arizona women's basketball. I'm not kidding with you. PJ Brown from the Arizona Daily Star, uh, Ultimate Access, Ultimate Insider. PJ, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. All right, so you've been pretty busy. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, everybody's back on campus, so you've been working on some stuff. So before we get into everything, what have you been up to? Uh, wow, working. Uh, <laughs> I'm working about three more stories right now, at least. Um, we're going to have a story coming up. Uh, I'm talking to Adia about scheduling. Mm -hmm. and what that's like. So stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. Um, I have a story on Lamaya Hilton coming up, I believe, on Wednesday. Another story on Sunday about another recruit. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, obviously, I talked to Jade mm -hmm. uh, Lavelle this past week, and that story will run Sometime in the next couple of weeks, I also have notes coming up and um, and then as the, the teams and just started preseason training. And so I'll probably be out there and there's, you know, I haven't talked to a few of the returners for a long time. So right. I'll probably, you know, the the Kate Reese's of the world and the Maddie Connor. So I'll probably be talking to them soon. OK, so let's get to let's get to Jade LaVille. A lot, I've had so many people have asked me about it, and I always say, you know what? We're going to be getting PJ back on so she can speak with the authority. But here's just kind of my rough from watching her a little bit last year and just watching. She's coming in here, and I think you used the term bucket. The last time, you know, one of the Arizona's struggles last year was getting buckets. And she comes in here with a unique ability to be able to score the ball. Is she going to get the ball in her hands and say, listen, we need you to get points? How's that going to work? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I talked to her a little bit and I talked to Adia about her. Mm -hmm. um, the The thing about Jade is she's really a scorer and Arizona hasn't had a scorer since Ari McDonald. Ari, right? yeah. So um, we'll see her score a lot. Um, but also she told me that 
we're going to see a lot of other parts of her game that we haven't seen before. So that includes passing and ball handling. And, and she's a really good defensive player. She's working on her uh, rebounding. So expect to see a lot of rebounding from her. But she expects to become, I think, more of an all-around player with through working with Adia Barnes and Salva Copa. And this year, that's sort of what her her goal is, along with um, team goals. Right. And so she's she's looking to get better. She's somebody who's a gym rat. She's always in the gym. Um, we will see a jump just from what we saw last year when she played against us. Uh, I should say against Arizona. Right. No, I got you. I got you. And we will see a jump from that to what she is today. Um, she spent the summer not in Tucson with the rest of the team. She actually mm -hmm. had two trainers in Phoenix that she worked with. And this is what I found interesting. They watched a lot of film film on Arizona and the, and Adia Barnes' system. Mm -hmm. And they decided where she would fit and they worked on parts of her game that needed to improve based on that. Plus she did a lot of um, five on five. So she actually played with Manny Connor this summer. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. So she got a sense of like how to pass to Manny when she's ready to shoot um, so that should be a really good connection that she's already she has on the team. So when she's in the game, she'll just sort of know where Maddie is and know that Maddie is ready and be able to make that perfect pass to her. Right. Uh, Nick Howard makes an inter a, a question, and I think I know where he's going with this. So official practice doesn't really start, but I've had a few people ask me this as well. How does it work before a uh, – I know how it works, but I would um, – but how does it work, though, for a Diaz squad when before official practices start as far as being able to work out, you know, work with the coaches and whatnot? Sure. Um, over the summer, they have um, individual training, and that's mm -hmm. what they come in – Typically, you know, last couple of years with COVID, it was different, but this year they got back to the more regular uh, off-season training, which is individual. So the posts will work with Adia and Coach Ashley, mm -hmm. and the guards will work with Salvo and Coach Aaron, mm -hmm. and um, they go in for individuals, and they and they go as a group and sometimes they go individual, 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 but they're only able to work uh, with these players a certain number of hours each week. And that ticks up as you get closer to the season. So this summer was all about what they call individual. It's either a group with your position or individual, individual, but they only have, again, they only have a certain number of hours. The, the players, as you saw, were posting videos that they right. were getting up in McHale and shooting on their own. Right. Um, so they were getting extra training and on their own. And this week, since school started, they're able to start working more as team, team um, workouts. Mm -hmm. So that means that you'll see five on five and they'll be working on certain plays and things like that now. And that started. And again, the number of hours 
starts going up as as they get closer to the season. Now, basically, it's I don't know if it's officially preseason training has started. Right. But we're getting close if it hasn't. Right. One thing that I've noticed, too, is that and again, it's hard to tell because I'm just looking at social media like a lot of other people are. But you look at it, it already seems like there's a pretty good bond with these. I mean, you saw this some of the swimming pool pictures and whatnot. They look like they were already having a good time. And these are people that are these are uh, these are uh, uh, young ladies that are new to the program, whether that's Paris, whether that's Jade. It looks like they're already kind of a team. Yeah, and and some of that happened over the summer. Almost everybody was here most of the summer. And so they got to bond. They were doing um, a lot of stuff together, hanging out together. They were the only ones here, basically. Right. So they really became a close-knit group. And some of them were already living with their roommates. So mm-hmm. like Kaylin and Lamaya are rooming together with Jade. So those two, Kayla and Lamaya were here and they got to know each other very well and they bonded. And now Jade comes in. I think Jade was the only one who wasn't here all summer, but she was training on her own and she's come in and, and she's just fit right in. Adia told me that um, Jade gets along with everyone and I can tell from talking to her, she's just very easygoing very friendly. Um, None of this, like I'm the grad student. I know everything. No, it's not like that. In fact, it's interesting that she is rooming with two freshmen. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, that shows a lot about Jade and her um, willingness and part of who she is that she wants to make everybody. It's very inclusive. Everybody's part of the team She's got really great knowledge that she can give to these youngsters who are coming in. And that just helps with the culture. And then the fact that she's going and she's working extra and these younger ones were working extra. They're probably pulling each other to the gym. Right. Which is really what you want in your culture is that everybody's doing extra, doing it together and, and all of that. So, so we're, they're starting out, what you're seeing is they're starting out way ahead of the game because they've already built these connections with each other. And they know now they're going to know, like when I'm on the court, I have more of a sense of where my teammate is, when I can pass to her, what her tendencies are on the court, all of those things that take a while to mesh they've sort of already gotten that and hopefully that they'll start out more ready to go. And now when Adia starts these, these team training sessions, she can start like at a more sophisticated level, right. With her, um, with her system. And hopefully then they can get higher and higher. And, and as she does the tweaks to her system, they're getting it at a faster pace Right. And they're able to move along faster, which means what you see on the court is a much better version of what you would see day one. All right. One thing, let me tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. I've been telling PJ, and again, she's the expert, that I think this is could be Adia Barnes' deepest team right there. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But if you think that I know what I'm talking about, maybe go in there. You can make some Arizona women's basketball bets, or if you think that I'm an idiot. 
You could say Mike doesn't know anything. I'm going to go against what he says. Doesn't really matter. 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling issue, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Arizona women's basketball is in the best conference in the country. Steel of sharpened steel. Or is that the term? Yeah. Uh, yes. Steel sharpened steel. And uh, come NCAA tournament time, you're not going to want to check it. You're not going to want to mess with these cats. So, again, check it out. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Okay. Nick Howard asks again, uh, um, who do you think makes the biggest jump from last year to this year? Well, that's a really good question. It is. Um, I. That's that's tough. Uh, you there's, can go multiple. There, you can go multiple players if you want. Yeah, there's two returners because we we'll talk about the newbies separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's two returners that that I think are really going to make a jump, and I think one is Lauren Ware. Um, she's a junior. And this sometimes is the year where players make a jump. I know that in another sport, Coach Rubio, who coaches Mm -hmm. the women's, the volleyball team at U of A, told me that when players um, become juniors, they're sort of like, like they look around and they get things, right? They've already been here a couple of years. They sort of understand what's expected of them what the system is. And I think that's maybe when they make a jump and Lauren's going to be a junior. Also, when I talked to her at the beginning of the summer, she seemed more dedicated and, and recommitted to basketball. She had spent part of the spring after the basketball season ended with volleyball. And because when she came in here, mm-hmm. I, if everybody remembers, she Top was a volleyball be- player. Right. She's going to be a dual sport athlete. And because of COVID, she ended up being just a basketball player. But she always had it in the back of her mind. Like, what if? What could I do with volleyball? So she decided to take a chance and to train with the team a little bit. And and through that, she realized that she really wants to play basketball. So she's all basketball from Mm -hmm. here on out. And it seemed like when I talked to her, she felt this sort of renewal um, and recommitment to basketball. And um, and I watched her in some individual uh, in an individual uh, practice, and she had already looked like she had taken a jump. So mm-hmm. I expect, and and I would imagine that she would take a, another jump, um, and it will be noticeable. So, and I think that that will be. I mean, it's great for her, but I think it's great for the team, too, to have Lauren take that next step. Um, I, I think that's really important for this team. The other player, and and we've talked about again a little bit, is Helena. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I've talked about how she went and played with Spain's probably under-20 team, uh, or under-23 team. I always get those mixed up right. for three, um, 3x3 basketball which, which is, is fantastic three. basketball by the way right it's three on three right. and you play half court and it's a really fast game and i don't know if anybody saw some of those videos but I didn't. helena looked like lights out i mm-hmm. mean not only her shooting but of course those great passes that she makes and i just think and i talked to her a couple of weeks ago i don't know i just have this feeling that that kind of work in the off season for her and then coming back for part of individual training with her coaches at the U of A 
um, she will take that jump. She's going to be a senior. And, and I really think that we'll see some more really good stuff from Helena. I think that don't, don't forget about Helena. What's the latest on Kate Reese? Yeah. Kate's been practicing with the team um, since she came back in July, which Mm -hmm. is when most of the players came back. Um, And um, from what I see, she looks good. She, um, they've shown her in the, in the weight room. She looks strong. Um, I haven't talked to her since she's been back. That's somebody I need to talk to, but um, I would imagine she's coming along just, just fine. Okay. Now let's talk about some of your profiles. Cause again, so one player we've talked a lot about the, the incoming freshmen, the three very highly rated, um, I guess I could call them domestic freshmen for lack of a better term with uh, Kaylin Gilbert, uh, Paris. Then you got Maya Naji, obviously. Lamaya Hilton's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but mainly just because it, it's different being up in Canada. Obviously, it's a different level of competition. Tell us what we need to know about Lamaya Hilton. I know that you've uh, you've got some pretty exclusive access right there. Yeah, um, I talked to Lamaya, and there's a story coming out. It's supposed to come out Wednesday, I believe. Um, uh, the other reason that Canadians seem to fly under the radar is that for some reason the scouting services don't go to Canada. Right. So they did say that she was in the top 50 of uh, recruits coming out of Canada. They, they could tell us that, but they couldn't tell us other things. And it's really odd because she's played with uh, Team Canada. Well, that was, that was um, going to be my point. How does that happen when you play for Team Canada? It's not like you're buried in Saskatchewan playing against, you know, middle school players. Right. And so, and not only did she, she trained, I think, with the top team, and then this year she played um, uh, with Team Canada and they won a silver down in Buenos Aires. And um, to make that team, you have to be really, really good. Right. You know, to make any national team, you have to be tops. Mm, for sure. And so, um, I, you know, I expect that we should see a lot of out of Lamaya uh, from talking to her. Um, you know, she's, it's really interesting when you talk to every single one of Adia's new players, they're all very mature mm-hmm. and, and mature for their age, wherever they are, whatever level they are. So talking to her, she's very well-spoken, very mature for a freshman. So is Kaylin. So is Maya. So right. is Paris. You know, um, you don't always have freshmen who come in at that level who feel comfortable enough the first time they're talking to you or the second time they're talking to you to just talk and and just feel at ease and comfortable to talk to you. And the same with the transfers. I mean, Jade was, um, Jade was amazing. Uh, Lauren Fields and and Esmeri, they were all great. Um, So Lamaya, um, very interesting. Um, She has, um, an older brother who really mm-hmm. has mentored her. He's a basketball coach at mm-hmm. Niagara College. Right. And, um, you know, he really has helped her grow in her game. Um, she's She really likes defense. That's always so, a way to endear yourself to your head coach. 
Yeah, absolutely. And to the fans because they're used to seeing really good defense. So you're going to see some good defense from Lamaya. And I just think that um, she's just, I think she's going to find her spot and her niche in, into this team. She just seems to have a little bit of everything and um, it will be fun to watch her grow. Right. All right. I wanted to ask you a little bit too about a couple of the other income, the incoming guards here in a second, but two things. FOCO, the number one sports memorabilia merchandise in the entire country, officially licensed, cool stuff. Check it out. Bobbleheads, uh, paraphernalia, anything you want, they've got. And Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Check out their website. All kinds of good stuff going on there. Okay. Kaylin Gilbert, Paris Clark. Now, one's a McDonald's All-American, one technically isn't, but their rankings are fairly similar. You know, it's just, what do you expect from both of them, and how are their games a little bit different? Sure. Um, I think they're, well, you know, it's we really haven't talked about a freshman class that's been like this for right. quite some time, where you can go down the line, and all four, you're going to, you're just like, yeah, can't wait to see them play because they're going to do special things, right? Right, right. Um, and, and that's the same. That's with Kaylin and um, Paris. They're two different. You know, we saw Paris in the McDonald's All American mm-hmm. game. If you saw her, and she was like a dog on defense. For sure, she got a couple steals, and then she finished, um, which is a big thing, right? Not mm-hmm. not everybody can finish on on what seems like to be an easy layup. Um, and, and she was able to do that. So, you know, you've got her. And then you have Kaylin, who uh, made USA Basketball. So while she didn't mm-hmm. make uh, McDonald's All-American, she made USA Basketball, which right. is very interesting. Um, the thing that I learned about Kaylin is um, she's very strong mentally. So, for example, um, I think that she... There's two ways that we can talk about this. One is that she's learned, she learned last year at IMG Academy, if she misses a shot, she's not dwelling on it. Right. So she gets back on defense and she comes right back down and she tries again to make another shot. And she doesn't get caught in that, oh, I did that. It's like she blocks it out. She has a short memory. Um, So she's mentally strong that way which will help not only her, but help her team. But she's also got this sort of chip on her shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't make the McDonald's All-American team, which is really odd. Right. But then she makes USA Basketball. Right. Well, so I think she's got this kind of mentality, and I think she will carry this throughout her college career, that even if you, even if I don't make all freshmen pack 12, right? Next year or the year after, I'm going to make all Pac-12. Then I'm going to do this, right? And that she's just going to sort of shake that off, shake off maybe the the non-recognition and like just be better in some other way. And so that's fascinating to me um, how she was able to do that. Um, And and I believe that she will be able to continue to do that. And I think that type of mentality adds something to her package and, and what she brings and, and thus changing a little bit of 
how the team operates and what it looks like and um, and just sort of the, the and adds to that culture as well as how they shake off a loss, right? And right. how they move forward like that and, and, and are always looking to improve. So each individually, but then as a collective. And I think Kaylin's sort of attitude and what she brings to it will help form how the rest of the team is. You and I were talking about this probably about a week ago or so, or texting about it. And the thing that I find very fascinating is that while Adia's always recruited well, the recruiting has taken another step even higher up. I mean, you look at this class like you talked about. This is a top five class. Then you're looking at the possible the 2023 class, which you already have two top 10 prospects there. You've got a top 20 player there. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of those players as well, because I know that you've got some stuff working on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what we talked about, I feel like it takes a while to build up. So part of the thing was when Adia came here, there were no recruits. She had no class right. of 2016. She somehow went out and scrambled and got Lucia Alonzo to come here. And um, basically that was her class. She had another player who ended up leaving, but, but it was Lucia and she built on Lucia. And then the next year, because, you know, you, for most part, you have to get in on these kids early. You're, you're recruiting them in eighth and ninth grade. So when she first started, her first couple classes were kind of like a scramble, right? Yeah. Like I just got to get play. I got to get bodies in here. I got to get bodies. I got to hurry up, um, find good kids, culture kids, and mm -hmm. that kind of thing, right? Now, if you look at um, at the class of 2023, I just talked to Brea Cunningham, and we I had a story on her mm -hmm. in yesterday's paper and Saturday's paper. And um, she was talking to Adia when she was in eighth or ninth grade. Right. And the same with Montea Du. Mm -hmm. And so now you're getting to see these players, you know, really build this long-term relationship with Adia, also get recruited by others. But when the time comes to sign, they're like, oh, yeah, it's Adia, right? right. That's what Brea said when mm -hmm. she was – if if. Anybody read my story, please go read my story. Where can they find um, it again? At uh, You can download the Wildcaster for free. Mm -hmm. And you can get a subscription to the Arizona They're Daily, Daily Star. Well worth it. Right. And you can get a just a digital, um, a digital subscription, too, which is better, too, if you don't right. want to get the paper. Right. Um, but... Brea told me, and she's like, and I, she prefaces it. She's like, this probably sounds bad, but she went on her official visit to UCLA. She was in the midst of talking to Corey Close mm -hmm. and one of her assistants, Tasha, and, um, and she likes them a lot. But she was there and she was thinking, my God, I have a better connection to Adia. Right. right. This is right. what she was thinking. And she's like, and when I go there, I'm going to sign with Adia. Right? right. That's what she was thinking. Um, and it's part of this is because she's been talking to her for years. Right. And it wasn't just about basketball. It was about everything, everything about uh, their lives. It was about 
how IDEA could help her and how together they could help this program. Right. You know, it, it was it was a lot of different things. And and that's why you see the change sort of in some of the recruiting. Mm-hmm. Now, not only is Adia Barnes getting top rated kids, but they're also really good people. Right. If you talk to each one of them, they're good people and they're people who fit Arizona and the culture that Adia Barnes has built here. Um, she's not just getting like the best kid in the class because they're the best kid in the right. class. She's right? not worried about the star ranking. She's worried about the talent with the cohesion. Right. It's a whole package, right? She's looking at the whole package and not just the number one person. If the number one person is all that, yeah, then right. that's who Adia wants here. Um, And the other thing you look at is, you know, we're all everybody's excited about this because she's getting all these five stars, all these top, you know, they're top 20 kids now. Right. For this 2023 class. Mm -hmm. Well, if I was just looking at the whole top 100 and who's already and who's already going to where they've committed. Right. Right. For the class of 23. And you look at like a Stanford and they picked up a girl who is um, number 40 on the list. Right. Of course, she goes to the same high school as um, Maya Najee went mm-hmm. to and Paige Beckers. So really, is she, we don't know if she's really 40 or not, but she goes to that Hopkins High School in, in Minneapolis. And um, that's a 40 kid, right? So eventually, and, then, and she's considered a four-star. So eventually... Adia Barnes might be getting a 40 who's a four star, but who's right. the perfect fit and who's the right player, but she's still a top player. Right. So now we're excited about, cause we expect to, you know, cause we never, they never had it before. Right. Right. And so now to get all these top twenties is amazing. But when you look at what Stanford's doing and what Tara Vanderveer does you know, at some point that's probably going to happen where Adia will have a high four star player who is a 40 or a 38 or something. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine. It For fits sure. her program. Yeah. Um, so, so I talked to uh, Brea mm-hmm. and, um, and I also talked to Monte Adu and that story's coming out Sunday. So um, that's another interesting uh, player um, for the for that class. Twenty three, yeah. And Adidas. So there's still two, I think, two players who are out there who um, high school players who have Adia in their top six or ten or whatever, who probably are taking official visits come soon coming up soon Mm -hmm. very soon and so there might be one or two more that get added to this class how did how did the whole jade williams thing come about because again we talked about it this was we when we talked uh, before it was right after she had committed but again for people who don't know longtime ucla commit top 20 player kind of an internet star for lack of a better term and by the way she can really play basketball what i found fascinating though is that she's uh, she's signing on to a program that already you've already you're bringing in kaylin you've got paris at the guard spots and she's like i'm coming in too so how did that how did that all come about because she like i said she's really kind of a phenomenon 
Yeah, she is. She's got NIL as a high school player and big NIL yeah. deals, um, really big. And she's pretty um, – she seems online like she's a pretty flashy player, mm-hmm. and yet she's also the player who, while she's getting these NIL deals, she's saving it, right? Yeah. She's saving all her money. She wants to give back to the community. So some of the deals she's doing is – a might be like an in-kind plus there's a community type of um, element to it. So she's having these companies do something in the community. Um, But I haven't talked to Jada yet. Um, It's on my list. I'm trying to get through to her. She's Mm -hmm. so busy. Right. Um, And, um, but from what I can tell and from what she said, you know, some of these kids want to stay close to home. Mm-hmm. She's from San Diego. She right. plays with Brea Cunningham at La Jolla Con- Country Day. And um, and staying home for both of those meant either probably UCLA or Arizona, because those are probably the, the closest right. D1, Power 5, the whole thing. And um, she just probably felt more comfortable at Arizona. Um, when all came down to it and, and maybe she wants to continue playing with Brea Mm because they're high school, um, teammates. Um, she's also, she knows a lot of the, uh, some of the freshmen this year, she already knows them from playing against them in, you know, AAU or big, I shouldn't say AAU, but big club, uh, Mm -hmm. tournaments and things. And, um, so, you know, I think all of that, I think some of that is they all want to play together. I mean, that's right. what Brea was like. I really also, she said, I want to play where the best and the best are coming to Arizona right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's probably part of what Jada wants to do. And then there's probably an element of the community stuff that I believe that Adia does that probably played into it. Um, hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to her soon and, and get the full flavor of, of what went into that decision. Well, you really know too, that Jada is a big time when, you know, LeBron James is at her games watching. Yeah. You know, that was, that was, that was really cool to see. Uh, Luis Molina has an interesting question that I'm going to pop here in just a second, but got to pay the bills. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. You put down the deposit, you can get up to 1,000 in free plays. Like I said, I like Arizona women's basketball this year. I think they're going to be fantastic. I think it maybe they don't go as far as previous teams, but I think they're going to be one of the deepest teams that Arizona's had. I'm going to ask uh, PJ about that before we sign off. But, again, check it out, all kinds of stuff, football, basketball, anything you need. Uh, it's all here, women's basketball as well. So check it out, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, Luis Molina says – who are the potential starters at this point? And again, I get that it's really early. Mike, here's basically what I do when people ask me this question. I just go with, I think Shane is, Shane is going to start. Um, Kate Reese going to start. Um, do, are there, are there any, are there any locks? Uh, this is really tough. Mm-hmm. Luis had to ask me this question. Right. Um, I, you know, I think that, Maya's going to really push Lauren and Kate for mm-hmm. a starting position. Mm-hmm. Right. I really do. And if not, 
she will be obviously one of the first off the bench. Right. Um, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to start Jade or bring her off the bench. I mean, I don't know. She could be a good punch off the bench. Right. Um, I don't think that, to be very honest, I don't think that Adia Barnes knows yet. Right, right. Um, until she. Which is a good problem to have. Because they have to earn it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You have to earn minutes in Adia's system. And right. so they've got to play more and, and practice more and and really earn it for her to, to give mm -hmm. you, for even her to say, oh, I know exactly who's going to start. So right. is it going to be Jade? Is it going to be Paris? Is it going to be Kaylin or Lamaya? I don't know. And then you have um, Esmeri, Esmeri and, and Lauren. Lauren and, 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 yes. You know, and you've got that now. And we haven't talked about Helena, but mm -hmm. I still think that Helena is probably the sixth person off the bench. Isn't I she? Think and she's she settled into that role. And I think it's really good for her to come in like that and then to help lead whoever's in that second um, that second bunch that comes out and, you know, the people who, whoever it is, is going to, um, you know, uh, take over for Shana when she goes out or Kate or, and if it's Kate and um, Lauren, then, you know, just to lead that second bunch, because that's sort of what she does and what she does really well. Um, so I would imagine that Helena would stay in that, you know, first, second person off the bench, depending on like if if Maya doesn't start and then Maya relieves, you know, a Lauren or a Kate for a little while, she'll be the sixth person. But then Helena will come in. So it's right. I consider it close. It's very, you know, for me. And I asked you this before, but I still think it's kind of a fascinating question. What just from a skill, talent perspective is there anything that you look at and you say besides the cohesion you're like oh, maybe a little light on shooting maybe a little light on bigs maybe a little light on because again pj i look at it again just from an outsider and just from the boxes that you generally check off from a basketball perspective i don't really see anything missing in that regard yeah i think that um it's very interesting you know sometimes um adia's teams have been light on bigs right mm -hmm because some just didn't um, come up to that right. level, right? right? And I don't think that she's going to have that this year. <laughs> Same with, um, for a long time, it was like, well, who's your point guard, right? Or right. who's this right. or something. I don't think, I think that she's, um, with these players, they all fit a bucket. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's a matter of just, finding the minutes for everybody as opposed right. to um, and, and maybe who works better with who, right. you know, that just that little thing might give somebody an edge, you know, like maybe somebody comes in to fill in for that second guard and they work really well with Shana, you know, or something right. and that might give that that second unit. If Shana stays in then that, or at some other point in the game that 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 it flows really well, right? And so I think that's really probably going to be the big thing because 
um, they're also talented. Well, and that's the thing. It's it's, it's almost this feels almost like on a different level, kind of like the thing that, that UConn would have in the day, where you're just looking at the roster and you're like, there's. 10, 11 players here that should probably be playing. I mean, and we talked about it before, and I think it's an underrated point as well, that you're, and you expertly broke down the recruiting, but what's impressive too is that this is national. It's not like it's just California or in the, kind of the Four Corners region. You're in Florida. You're in New York. You're in Minnesota. This has become a nationwide brand right here. Yeah, and it took Adia sort of a little while to break in it. Like Paris is the first one from New York. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about New York basketball, but Paris does. Right. Paris tell, has told me you know, people sleep on New York basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the first, neck. her next, Adia's next class, 2023, has the first two recruits from her hometown of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Right. You would thought that, like, that would be the first place she got into. But right. it was one of the first places where she did the with Brea, I'm talking to you when you're in eighth grade yeah. and, then, and then all the way through. Right. So she sort of did go back to her hometown for that. Um, but, yeah, Adia has started now breaking through all across the country. And what did that? The 2021 National Championship game, because it was on national TV. I don't know. Was it on ESPN or ABC? I don't know because I was at the game, right. but it was on that. I think it was ESPN. And it set like, records too. You had over four yeah. million people watch it. Right, and so yeah. all of a sudden, everybody saw a couple things. Yes, they saw Ari McDonald, right? Mm-hmm. And she was the star. She was the most valuable player of the um, right. the entire tournament, even though people voted somebody else. But it right. was Ari. Um, and but they saw Adia Barnes loving her team, giving Ari the freedom to mm-hmm. run her team, and this is what kids look at, and a and a coach which with passion who believes in her players, and those are the things that kids look at, and then they go back and they say, "Wow, Sam and Ari." were developed they developed when they were there and they became salmonary right and now they're in the wnba so they those kids look at all of that from all over the country and then they say i want to play for that coach right right okay that's what's starting to happen all right before we sign off we got to talk some sam thomas so all right let's uh what do you got going on with sam thomas again uh a wnba all rookie um, and you know, obviously kind of was, uh, came out of nowhere to be honest with you because not drafted came, worked her way up. Talk a little bit about Sam Thomas and just kind of where she's at right now. Sure. Sam is, uh, getting ready to go overseas. Mm-hmm. She's going to play in Italy and Sardinia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, before she signed the contract, she ran it past, uh, Salvo Copa. Right. Because he's from mm-hmm. Italy and right. said, is this a team I should play for? And he liked the coaches and everything, but the big thing he liked was they have the best beaches in Italy. <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's all Sam really knows about the team. Right. Um, but she she told me the other day that um, she's very excited about going, about um, learning different system and being coached by different coaches 
and also um, improving her game. She's mm-hmm. going to, she said, it's very offensive over there. And right. they look to the Americans to score. So Sam's going to be working on that and, and also expanding her range of, of where she scores, right? Mm-hmm. Not just shooting from the three point line. Right. So, right. Um, so expect her game to get better in, in that way. And she's just really excited to travel around. Um, she hasn't been there. She's going to visit probably um, her, one of her Mercury teammates, Meg Gustafson, is mm-hmm. in, uh, will be in Greece. Right. And so they're planning to, to hang out with each other. And also Dominique McBride, who's a former U of A uh, standout, mm-hmm. is, um, she isn't, I don't know if she's signed yet um, to play in Europe, but she will be signing soon. And um, they'll probably uh, definitely see each other because those two are very close. But um, she had a really, she, it was a tough season for the Mercury, but she really enjoyed it. She learned a lot about being a pro. Um, she learned a different system mm-hmm. and um, I was very close to her teammates. They really, because of the struggles they went through, um, right. they really came together as a team. And so that was a really good experience for Sam. She's PJ Brown, Arizona Wild, uh, Arizona women's basketball beat writer for the Arizona Daily Star. Check her out on Twitter, PJ Brown09. Get a uh, uh, get the paper, and if you can't, Wildcaster app is free. You can also get it digitally as well. Did I miss anything there? I think that's it. Okay, and she's again got other stuff. You got some other things coming up here as well. Just remind the folks real quick. Sure, uh, Lamaya Hilton story is coming out Wednesday. Montea Du, I think on Sunday, I got a story about Jade Lavelle, and I have big notes about Sam and a few other things coming up. And a story, hopefully, on scheduling soon. All right. PJ, can't thank you enough, and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Mike. Okay. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. (laughs) 